Friday special bonus content, de facto third coronavirus update, the Dump Trump special, if you will. Because <laughs> that's a sentiment that I think all of us can share. And if not, then <clears throat> what's wrong with you, man? and gentlemen. We are back after a very long hiatus due to COVID. And we've done a couple of coronavirus updates, if you will, just to keep you guys pacified in the meantime. And we had also finished editing the very long Burt Reynolds tribute show that we had recorded a couple months earlier during the summer. So it may not seem as long to you folks as it has been for us, but we have been off the air longer than we'd like. Unfortunately, like everything else in the country and the world right now, COVID has really impacted all of our lives and unforeseen and strange ways. Right now, we have just finished recording two weeks, so it's going to be broken into two episodes of a Donald Pleasant show, which will be our sort of comeback, and we'll probably wind up finishing out the year on that one, whether we record more or not. But in any case, we just wanted to leave something out there, especially given the timing nature of some of the material that we end up discussing here. This is actually the intro when we kind of warm up and chat that sometimes winds up in front of the show and sometimes winds up at the end of the show as bonus content and often split between the two. In this case, it's a good 40 minutes long, and it wound up being effectively another coronavirus update because, you know, we had not spoken to each other for a couple of months. So there's a lot of material covered here, you know, just from our lives, about the industry, about music, and of course about our political situation. And it's the latter that makes me think, you know what, this is edited right now. It's going to take a while to edit those other two episodes together. Let's just get something out there. So here you go. This is a special bonus content, de facto third coronavirus update, the Dump Trump special, if you will, (laughs) because that's a sentiment that I think all of us can share. And if not, then what's wrong with you, man? All right. We will see you again soon with the first part of our Donald Pleasance two-part tribute. Well, hello. Hello. Long time no here. Yeah. I'm amazed that Skype still has that old-fashioned ringy thing. Do, 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 do. Yeah, that notification. (laughs) So bizarre. Everything gets upgraded except that. Well, I don't know. I mean, I I guess that neither one of us has seen or... God, since we haven't used it in a long time, at least I haven't. Yeah, I haven't. Right. So I'm like, I'm, like, I'm wonder if there's like an upgrade to that, so it'll be like more melodious. <laughs> there's definitely some kind of update because it might be install something like now, just download it, install it later. That way it won't yeah. break before the show goes get recording. I, I I didn't see anything, but yeah, it's possible. Who yeah. Knows? So how you been holding up through all this? Gosh, I lost count of how many months this is now. Um, oh, God. Well, we did two of them in between the virus no, situation. but Right. How many months? So I've been, I've been not in Manhattan, not working in, in the office. Right. Wow. Months? Wow. I was right. I'm doing okay. Uh, it's, it's uh, you know, I almost hate to say... Well, I'm working from home. I mean, there's so many people out of jobs and, you know, so many people lost their jobs. Right. For a variety of reasons, you know, 90% of them COVID related, if not higher. So, yeah, I'm lucky. Uh, I, I'm always teetering on the edge, though, because, you know, I see more and more companies cutting hours, cutting pay. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and cutting staff. Yep. Uh, I, I, I'm busy, but at the same time, I'm losing my fucking mind because I'm just tired of sitting home. Yeah. Yeah. What, one of the things we forget, which, you know, you might agree on, there, there is that you don't get to interact with anyone anymore. Right. You know? So eight hours a day shot. You know, I, I'm when you leave the house and come back home, you're out for 10 hours. You know, you got that hour commuting back and forth, no matter how you're doing it. Right. And then you, somewhat you're interacting, depending on friendships at the office, whether they're just congenial or, you know, maybe some real friendships, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's not happening. So it drives you a little fucking nuts. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> So aside from that, I'm hanging in there, uh, you know, listening to my music. You know, when I get the chance, I'm always listening to lots of world music, mainly prog, some psychedelic stuff. I just came across something, uh, two things today from this book I just finished, where I was like, well, I got to get a hold of these. Um, One is a multi-CD set from Italy. Uh, They they did it like Prague Exposition Volume 1, and then they did a Volume 2. Who knew that Steve Hackett from Genesis yeah. played with Goblin Live? Really? Yeah, they, they did. They did. A, they did a few shows, and and this is on this only. And I'm like, how long ago was this? I believe it's 2007 or 2011. Hmm. Okay. So there's that, and something more up your alley. I happen to see that. Uh, I kind of stay away from too much of the Simonetti. Demonia slash Goblin stuff, it's good. Yeah. But it's like, you know, he rehashes, you know, he doesn't write anything new. Exactly. It's all old Goblin stuff and old Keith Emerson stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when he reunited with Goblin before he split again, which is only about five or six years ago, they, they did some stuff. They put out this uh, 45 RPM with four reworkings, new reworkings of what's uh, older songs. And then new Goblin's been putting out new stuff, which is the other Goblin guys. So anyway, when Simonetti rejoined Goblin, looks like Cradle Filth singer joined them for vocals. Oh yes, it was that was on Mother of Tears, wasn't it? He was actually uh, on the soundtrack from Mother of Tears. I love that song. He's on the soundtrack. Yep. He's on the soundtrack, and yet, or she, whatever the name. Yeah, well, Danny, but yeah, it's a guy. <laughs> okay, but it's spelled D-A-N-Y. Or D-A-N-I, something. yeah. I yeah. So I was like, well, look at that, you know, Apparently, so it's it's a studio thing. I don't know if it's reworking, so I'm like, let me see if I can find this somewhere. I'm curious. Yeah, so, you know, music oriented, I'm listening to a, I bounce between experimenting with music I've never heard of before that you can't find anywhere, even on YouTube or in Bing Sound. And for the most part, I'm pretty pleased. I'm hearing new sounds, some of it experimental, some of it that just blows up free jazz, prog, psychedelia, and metal. Mm-hmm. As a listening experience, it's like early Zappa, like apostrophe, okay. cut rats. Yep. So you could find cuts that, like, this is probably my favorite Zappa album, but would you listen to the whole thing? No, it's probably listenable. <laughs> so, or, or early Cat and Beefheart, you know? So I'm just hearing stuff like, wow, wow, that's grating on me, but I really like this guy. <laughs> you know, it's so, you know, it's like that, you know? Um, I got pointed in the direction of... Uh, this Japanese artist that worked with proggy type material mm-hmm. and then as I delve deeper, believe it or not, a country and western friend, uh, musician friend of mine popped up and like, I know this band and he's sending me all these 
direction of some YouTube uh, album tracks. So I, I found a dealer and I had this stuff, but it's all heavy psychedelic. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's but it's crazy shit, you know. It's like I like it, you know. It's because we don't hear that stuff too much anymore. Who knew actually, it believe it or not, I don't want to interrupt you. The only train of thought they actually do that. That's a subset of Doom these days, where they'll have this retro '70s kind of thing, and some mm-hmm. of it is dead on psychedelia that sounds just like. You know, the freak-out moments of something like, you know, a camel or caravan or something like that, but mm. much, much crazier because it's deliberate. You know, they aren't stoned. They aren't laid back. They're like these young modern kids that got, like, false piss and vinegar. So it gets crazy. There's a lot of really interesting stuff out there like that. I, I, that's actually half of what I listen to. Oh, yeah, cool. I, and, and, you know, speaking of those two bands you just name-dropped, mm-hmm. I really enjoy them. I would say... Camel more so mm-hmm. because they seem to have up to recently mm-hmm. uh, retained their their sound. <clears throat> the caravan, you know, th- that's the kind of stuff I like. Those freaky freak out moments mm-hmm. and and you know some of those long guitar things where they go all out and they but they come back. Their songs are really good because they can go out space and they just bring it back. It's I got this caravan. Uh, is that a printer from the UK? Uh, double CD set. Quite good. It was like, how do they get all this music onto one CD? And the second one's just as long. It's like, they look like pushing 90 minutes each. And on the second one, I was like, wow, I don't know this caravan CD or album. It was all pop. Like, pop, pop. Yeah, I was like, wow. So, I'm, I'm, you know, of course, today, you know, liner notes for CDs, you got to bring out the magnifying glass. Yes. You know? Yeah. Uh, and, and I was like, okay, so they did do one or two albums to try to gain an audience, uh, a little shuffling of personnel there, but I was like, this is terrible. Yeah, like, you know, it's true. And I get a yeah. lot of bands, there's actually one of the things I've listened to besides all this old doom and occult rock and stuff like that, and of course the Japanese stuff, like I really got into band made for a while there, which is not as cheesy as it sounds except for the image, they're actually a pretty good like rock type band, but mm-hmm. with a decent guitarist, uh, she's actually really good, but I listen to a lot of this stuff that I always talk to you about, which is in the late 80s, early 90s, there were a lot of bands that were kind of doing the prog metal thing, you know, following like Queensryche, Crimson Glory, but it was before it got yeah. really cheesy like Dream Theater and all that crap. And they would release, maybe, if you're lucky, they got an EP out or maybe one small, lightly distributed album, and then that was it. Usually it was just demos. And there's a label over there in Greece called Arcane Steel that just drops these things like crazy. I don't know where he digs them all up. And most of them are really, really good. I mean, some of them are, okay, yeah, whatever. But you'll hear that a lot. If they have extra material, like, okay, this guy went for two or three albums. Like, it wasn't on the same label, but there's a band called Inner Strength, which, again, is more like a, a Fate's Warning kind of a thing. And the first demo stuff, okay, that's great. The second album, which it was, I guess, the first album, but they released it separately. Okay, pretty good stuff. By the time you get to the third, it's like, what the hell are you trying to do? So even with bands like that, they were doing that kind of thing, somewhere along the line, they're always going to go pop or try to, and it's it never works. Or those people it does work for hate the older stuff. It's not too uncommon to hear people effectively selling out, if you will. <laughs> I mean, how we we were talking about the the stupid Taylor Swift there, and you know she comes out and she's supposed to be a country person, and before you know it, she's a pop star, or uh, the other one, the one from Canada, or uh, Avril Lavigne. Oh yeah, I'm a country person. No, I'm a punk rocker. No, I'm a pop star. Really? (laughs) 
whatever it takes to make a buck, and one is not going to work for the people. The audience doesn't follow from one to the other. Yeah, it, so, so I'm going to drop this other last music thing before we go on to anything else, which was because uh, you mentioned Fate's Warning, and I thought, oh, I, I forgot that Portnoy, Mike Portnoy from Dream Theater, worked with them maybe many times. Yes. I have, mm -hmm. many times. That guy's a phenomenal drummer. I've seen him live a lot. Uh, he's he's. I like him more than I like Tree Yeah, well, that's easy. You know? <laughs> I, but I'm like, you know, this guy is a fucking amazing drummer. He's, you know, he's good. You know what he does with Fate's Warning is actually uh, John Arch, the original singer, they got yeah. back together with him after like 20 or 30 years. He was like a const uh, carpenter, construction worker or something. And the uh, current singer that's real that's been there for like, God knows all that time with 20 years in between got really pissed off he's like no you gotta kick me out of the band bring him back you know and he's starting to throw in a fit I'm like no we're not gonna get rid of you so rather than just do like some kind of split thing or whatever because he's too jealous <laughs> they did basically brought the whole band over and did these albums called like Arch Mateos or just under John Arch's name and that's where you hear Portnoy all the time oh okay okay that's something I know and sorry I I got from Portnoy this thing which I didn't know existed it was insanely cheap two CD set Portnoy, Gary Jerome, the guy was in Mr. Big. I oh, uh, Eric Martin. Something. Paul Gilbert. Oh, Paul, Paul Gilbert, Gilbert, really? <laughs> Racer X, my Paul favorite Gil band of all time. <laughs> yeah, okay, Paul Gilbert. Um, yeah, I should have said Racer X instead of, uh, I guess he was in the other one. Yes, he was. Uh, and Billy Sheehan, and who's was really good baseball. Oh, yeah. David Lee Ross was favorite. And Talis, even, like his original band. Talis, yeah. God, I didn't know he was almost 70. Wow, really? Back. Yeah. Jeez. So, so apparently, 2007, 2005, they were at BB King's. This odd group of people doing Who songs. Okay. And they were billed as I forgot what they were billed as, but so the first set is like a bunch of dig digging deep and a bunch of oddball Who songs like Sister Disco, which actually the whole first set is just I'm like wow I'm impressed because Gary Sharon you know from Extreme. And, you know, let's not forget, you know, he wasn't in Van Halen for no reason at all. You know, he's, he had a voice for three years, I yeah, think, or two albums. Long. It wasn't long, but... He was like that guy from the screen that filled in on Motley Crue, or when uh, yeah. John from uh, Orange Saint filled in on Anthrax. You know, some people like it, but it was a very different sound. But it was only like one or two albums for each. Well, I was, I was surprised, and in a good way, can I, can I do that cliche, delightfully surprised, how good he sounded. With this, with this who stuff, I was like, "Holy shit, this guy can really sing." He has kind of a belter. He, he yells it out, kind of like uh, Daltrey does. So I can see that. I can actually picture this in my head. Yeah, and, and and he was like, he sounded like him. But I think the thing was not to sound like him. Just try to do what you have to do and have fun mm -hmm. with it. And then here's the thing, though. The second they did such a good set, it was like I don't know, an hour, seven, ten minutes, seventy minutes, eighty minutes. So they they, they must have took a break. And they said, "We'll be right back out." And they come back with Tommy, and I think they should have did Tommy first because it's a lot more intricate. And and you could tell everybody's just blown away with the first set, you know. And it's supposed to be the other way around when you're playing live. You know this, you know, It's the second set. It's like they're gonna leave and go, "Holy shit, what a show!" And it's like if they just did one set and close it up for the night, people said, "Wow, you know what? That was that was something." So it's still it's still. It's still a that was something moment, but you could tell right away. It's just like you know they tried to do Tommy and they did a fine job. I'm not not gonna, but uh, still great band, great band. And uh, it's funny how much these these guys used to bounce around and and 
I'm always looking for some oddball thing like that showing up. I hate when it's like, oh, this happened in New York. I, live, I used to live in New York. How did that happen? <laughs> it's true. And it's funny, too, because we we're talking about uh, things that you reassess you know, when you go back. Mm. And really, things are changing like a wildfire. Lately. I don't know if it's just the way the country is right now or this whole being stuck home with a pandemic type thing or, you know, just the situation everybody's in. But I've been hitting through my collection a lot, you know, not just movies, but music and comics and whatever the hell yeah. else, rereading books even. And, you know, most stuff really holds up well. Matter of fact, a lot of stuff that I didn't care for as much holds up much better than I remembered it. Like, I just finished watching uh, Man with a Suitcase for a second time, which the first time around, I was like, oh, God, I couldn't get past uh, Richard Branson there because he's so obnoxious. But this time I was mm, like, this okay. is actually a really well-written series. I know my wife still hates it, but it was actually not even noir like I thought originally. It was more of just that nasty sort of Ipcris Files, uh, Harry Palmer kind of spy thing. Right, and it was like, right. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I'm watching that, and we finished watching The Champions finally, you know, all the way through. And I was like, oh, that wasn't mm-hmm. that bad. It was much better than I thought it was. It's not that bad. And yeah, a lot of ones bad. that I knocked were like, okay, that was kind of whatever. And then we went to ones that we remembered really loving, like we rewatched The yeah. Bionic Woman. We tried really quickly and gave up really quickly to rewatch some Wonder Woman. <laughs> we, uh, there was other ones, a lot of American ones, other ones that fail. And first season would usually be like, oh, okay, this is what we like. This is pretty good. And then I get to the second season, I'm like, what the hell just happened here? And if you can even get to the third season, you're like, why is this still on air? <laughs> why does this exist? <laughs> Whereas, you know, in the past, you're like, you know, okay, yeah, this is great. We love this, whatever. I wasn't so bad on the season. Same thing with a lot of movies you're watching. You know, it's like, you go back, and you're like, wow, okay. <laughs> well, so, I don't know what that is, but I'm definitely reassessing this. I agree with you. Uh, it goes to show you the strength and how good writing and direction. What kept an oddball premise... And it's weird, not even tongue-in-cheek, it's weird outrageousness and weird factor. Through most of its run was the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Y'all, like, we, uh, yeah, we got, we started out with the Kathy Gale, but through Diana Reagan, how many, you know, it's, those were four, five, six, seven, those were four long years. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the, this is so weird from beginning to end, you know, there's a couple odd things toward the end of the 67 but you know you still got stuff like the joker how weird is that mm-hmm. yeah i still was, don't like linda thorson's job there i mean i've seen her in other things that i didn't mind her at all and she actually gets more attractive when she gets older which is strange but yeah. uh i didn't find her attractive at yeah, all, which is in yeah, Avengers. yeah oh yeah the thorson years always probably right? but you i know, I, I, I how do you reassess that you know it's <laughs> but speaking along those lines so are you know because within the past i don't six seven months you know they uh these things these hammer things showed up on blu-ray and you know i found some sales here and there so let me jump on it i i love that studio always have since i was a child mm-hmm. and um we've spoken adoringly of it in m- many shows you mm-hmm. know that you and i did over the years and i'm all excited yeah not in that way but i'm all excited <laughs> <laughs> we have to get back to where we were man so I'm all excited, and a few minutes into it, I'm like, this is a nice print, but you know, I'm bored. Yeah. And you know what happens? It hits you how many fucking times you've seen this thing. And no matter how nice it looks, it's like the Nashi box set. You know, I, I last time we spoke, which is a couple of months ago, you know, really had a conversation. 
I I had said I found them both for a very good price because I'm afraid they're going to disappear. Right. Or just suddenly show up on eBay for five hundred dollars, as Mr. Evil Doctor Evil would say. Right. Or five million dollars, whatever it is. Um so I got them and I finally slagged through them and I'm like, Okay, are all these reviewers on drugs? <laughs> Want this print's okay. This print's okay. This print's incredible looking. But then I look like uh, Mondo, Mondo Digital, you know. So you know, it's a, I, I respect that site. But I'm looking back through his reviews of the box sets. I'm like, he's like fucking blowing wands all over the place over this box set. And I'm like, <laughs> you like that? And I'm like, what did you look at? Because That's look- part of why you know, even when I'm trying to be nice to people, which I'm trying to be more in recent years, believe it or not. You know, you go over to Third Eye. That's why I'm like, you know, a lot of people get pissed off at me. I'm like, well, because I'm being honest. This is what I see. This print doesn't look that fucking good. I remember Vinegar Center, they dropped off a radar because they started redoing and re-releasing a lot of things I already had from, you know, God knows what, Trauma or some shit. And I'm going back and I'm re-watching the old one. I watch the new one. And not in the case of Trauma because those were terrible. But in the case of some of these other ones that came out through Anchor Bay or whatever the hell, or BCI, I'm like, well, the original print looks fucking better. I don't know what the hell they did here. It looks like shit. <laughs> there's another, there's another uh, website. I forgot what it is offhand. Uh, you guys who are listeners might know what it is. Uh, Digital Bits or something. Mm-hmm. And, and these guys are more hardcore. You know, they'll, they'll review the film somewhat and they'll mention the print comparisons mm-hmm. and they'll even have like the digital bit ratio like the new print versus the oh yeah dvd okay. beaver and one these do that i remember those yeah yeah okay yeah dvd beaver was one of those and the thing was uh, this is my last statement on the new stuff i mean there's some arrow things that just come out i'm like well they weren't so expensive maybe well we'll see but arrow's another one of these guys who put out 151 copies then you'll have to sell your house to get one yeah and it's crazy because it's getting that way with everything, with, with books and CDs and everything else. I'm like, really? Why? Yeah, really? Right. Yeah, exactly. So um, I saw recently, I was looking at one or two things. I, I don't want to get too tedious about it, but that I was sort of interested. Then I look at the screenshot comparisons. I'm like, you know what? You I, got this, <laughs> I got this blue blue underground DVD that that's your screenshot. I'm glad I didn't sell that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's still on my shelf somewhere. And now that you got me, you know, them, you know, doing a review, got me interested in the film again, I'm going to go back and watch this movie because, you know, maybe it's time for a reassessment, as you just said, for mm-hmm. certain things. But I ain't sure I'm not going to buy that new. I don't care if you talk to the janitor who swept the halls. While the film was being edited, you know, we're getting to that point now. It's you know, true. Everybody's, everybody's off, dead, yeah. Right? You know, they get, they, what, what are they doing now? Archival interviews. Okay, you found something cool, but, you know, but, but when you, I see the screenshots, I'm like, are you kidding me? It looks nicer than the old version. That's what I liked about DVD Beaver, because they would show you the comparisons. And the DVD compares yeah. another one. And you go back there, and sometimes you have to do them separate, because they keep the DVD separate from the Blu-ray for some reason. Mm-hmm. You go back, and they would have three and four different ones from different countries and different years and whatever. Side by side, I'm like, the old DVD looks better. The one I got from 2002 blows these fucking Blu-rays away. you got to be crazy. I don't understand what they're doing. Now, maybe they're just yeah, getting I a shitty print and doing the best they can with it. But. You know, then you read 
master from the 4K, master from the original negative. I'm like, really? So you, you're knocking the old version that these guys did, but it looks a lot nicer. Yes, exactly. You know, it's, uh, a lot of things, these guys, with the, you know, they go to the 4K, 2K camera negative. They got to lower the, the brightness on these things because all, all that grain, people apparently love grain. I'm like, it looks like you, shit. You, you went to movie theaters. You know, yeah. You're, you're, you're in that sphere of age near near to me. I remember seeing yeah. Graham, I remember the pictures being dark, even in the movie theater back in the 70s. You be kidding me. Yeah, they, they were fine. Some scenes were dark as they were supposed to be dark. We're in the forest. Okay, where's the lights? Okay, you know, so, you know, it's, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, it's true. Or you're in a, what was a really good example of that British film called Horror House? Which actually is not as bad as a lot of people say it is. Frankie Avalon's even in that. It's a Tigon, I think. Very, very dark film. Because it was supposed to be a bunch of, what do we used to call these, overage teenagers? <laughs> no, not quite. The old school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think, I think Nikki Henson's even in this. So there's a shout out. Um, or Robin Asquith. Or maybe both of them. Oh, I love Robin Asquith. <laughs> Jill Haworth is definitely in it. And so they, they're partying in this haunted house. Right. So, of course, all they have is natural light. So, you know, it's supposed to be dark. You know, that's the kind of thing. So if you saw these kind of movies in the theater, hell, I remember Count Yorga Vampire. Yo, the guy takes a mansion. He's got no light. He's a vampire. He don't need light. So it's always a dark film. And then, you know, whatever you saw, DVD or Blu-ray after that, it was like, are they having a party there? <laughs> you know, like a costume party because everybody, you know, walking around. It's like they blew it out. You know, just blew out the bright, the brightness. So from there, we're going to segue uh, politics. Oh, yes. boy. <laughs> I also want to say at that point about reassessing things. I just Please. saw on one of these channels, like movies or some crap like that. Mostly, you know, I don't bother with it because it's all noirs and they interrupt them for commercials and whatever else. But one morning, I'm like, what the hell is this? It's like a British horror. And I was like, I don't think I've seen this before. And it turned out it was Village of the Damned. So I was like, you know, I had it in my collection, the Village and Children disc from years and years ago. But I hadn't watched it since I got it because I was like, you know, fucking kids. And I hate kids. So it always kind of colored it for me. I went back and rewatched this and I was like, you know what? These films are actually pretty creepy. You know, forget about the damn kids. It's just the way they filmed it was like an Avengers episode, you know, with the empty villages, the second one where they're in the bombed out church. It's like if you just take the locations, the atmosphere, the people running around, the military, whatever, it's like somewhere between Doctor Who and the Avengers, both of them. So I was like, I really got a new perspective on them after, you know, basically hating them for 20 some odd years. <laughs> so it does change. But yeah, go ahead with your politics. Yeah, that, that, that's my thing. I, um, not too long ago, within the last two or three years. Oh, my God, I forgot his last name. Martin. He played the young boy in, in Village. You know, he's a good-looking, mature man now. But, you know, he, he did a bunch of other odd horror films. And he did a lot of British television. But, you know, I, uh, he's sharing a stage with four other people, so I have to limit what I can ask each person for time reasons. And um, I remember I, I spoke to him on the side and I said, I got to tell you, man, I, you freaked me out when I was a kid because, you know, you you were pretty much, I guess you were a little older than me, but not much. What was that, 1960? Yeah, right? 60, 60, 60, 60, 60. 60. It's probably about 10 years old to me, so no, he was 10 years old to me. And I was like, you just freaked me out. Just, Everybody's coming up to me today and selling me that. <laughs> <laughs> In a nice way. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know if you wanted to get into politics or not, because I'm going to mess it is. <laughs> it's a mess. I know. I see you posting all the time. I try not to post too much, because 
I get really physically affected by it. I just, I just, I, I actually sometimes don't feel well the next day, or I just don't feel well. I get so Trust me, I understand that, yeah, because you get so worked up with this shit. Yeah, it's you just, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But right nice. now, see, normally I just try, like, all right, well, i got to back down. I leave it alone for a while and whatever. This right now is, like, kind of the do-or-die time, so I'm trying to, like, get anybody out there, like, look, don't sit back, don't relax, get out there and do what you got fucking got to do, and stop playing these games, because, you know, you know how I usually stand and how you stand, how a lot of our friends stand. Everybody's yeah. kind of in the middle. They're like, yeah, well, you know, we wanted Bernie, we wanted this, we wanted that. I don't really care. I don't think my vote counts and all this crap. Like, no, now we've got to do this, and we've got to do it the way that it's been laid out for us, like it or not. I voted for Biden, and... and, and... And I'm sure you did too, because yeah. what do we got? Yeah. Exactly, that's it. Uh, yo, I, I just wish. Well, I do too. I, you know. Yeah, the... we, we, yeah, we both, we both have had private discussions and discussions on here. Uh... And I think most people I talk to feel the same way. They was like, well, yeah. this isn't what I wanted. But like Carolyn Giuliani came out and wrote that great article for Vanity Fair about <laughs> what scumbag her father is and how you know she's hiding out from politics and just arguing with him all these years and getting no no headway. Like, well, we can't do that now. This is too crucial an election. So, mm-hmm. like it or not, yeah, and she said the same thing. He was not my first choice, no, but that's not what this is about. I mean, I think you posted some band that one of the lyrics that I quoted. And, oh, oh. <laughs> and I said that, it's like, you know, you may not have a horse in this race, but that's not what it's all about. You know, yeah. it's the devil you can stand or the, the devil you hate. You gotta vote these fuckers out. That was, rec- that was Reckless Eric and, and his wife. Uh, Reckless Eric was uh, back in the punk days. Take the cash. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, yeah, right? And uh, what was it? It was even bigger crossover punk power pop hit. What that was? I saw her live in Hoboken a couple years ago, and he's playing with her. I'm like, this guy can fill this place by himself. Okay. She just posted that. You know what? That disappeared from my Facebook page. Interesting. Because I had somebody message me, hey, Lou, I wanted to share that, but did you take it down or delete it? And I said, no, and I went to look on my own page. And, you know, the thing we forget about, you, you have Facebook policing, but you also have people who report your videos or, or your images. So there's that. And not even necessarily on your page because you're sharing from somebody else's. So I get right. that a lot. I'll look there and I'll see, you know, this person is no longer here because they may not share it with you or whatever. I'm like, what? Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I, who was this? Who was it? Um, another guy... Um, from Supernatural, he played he played the angel. Ah, fuck, he's a real he's a real rebel. He's a real activist, and I'm like, oh, I'm glad I added this guy. His stuff is, you know, he's like, got to go out there, you got to vote. He, you know, he does he uploads these these things for like half an hour. He talk he had Fauci on. I'm like, all right, you know, he's a cool guy. And one day, the last two days of his stuff was not shareable, not shareable. This post no longer exists. So I'm like, he's getting stuff. He's trying to post. And then somebody's, you know. Well, you know what it is? These scumbags, they're learning. You know, they're learning from what they, all the whiners that were like, oh, you know, this offends me, this offends me. So what they're doing is the same shit that they're pulling in. I don't know if you knew about this, but it's happening around here too. They're actually going out there. If somebody puts a Biden sign out in their lawn, they'll go Mm. and steal it. So that it looks like nobody supports him, and it's just the only times they leave up, of course, the Trump ones. So they're like, oh, wow, well, Trump's going to win. No, he's not. No, he's not. Everybody hates this motherfucker. Everybody wants this shit out of here. Everyone wants to go back to rationality at the very least. These people got to go. McConnell's got to go. Lindsey Graham's got to go. Trump has got to go. And Except honestly, in they, Pennsylvania. 
<laughs> they, they've got to be prosecuted to the full extent of the law, and Trump is panicking about that because uh, he is, he, he is. he's at, he's running the Supreme Court. Don't let him release my taxes. He's telling people in his own meetings I might have to run off to Russia. I mean, he knows he is in deep, and he's not going to fucking win if everybody gets off their ass and does something about this. But they want to present this image like, oh, no. Anything they can do, any dirty trick in the book. So part of this, besides stealing signs off your fucking lawn, is they'll go around and report anything that's, like, you know, against them or pro-Biden or whatever. Anything that they can get that there could possibly be an offense with. Like, oh, look, somebody cursed in or somebody, you know, disrespected the president. or And they're like, oh, look, this is real. This is a threat or something. And Facebook just wanting to be whatever. They're thinking they can be fair about this stuff. Just goes and pulls it down. All right, I understand that they're a business, but it's you can't be fair when you're dealing with traitors, criminals, scumbags, seditionists, domestic terrorists. You know that's who the right is nowadays. There's actually a lot of people that are Republicans and former Republicans that are going over to Biden's side. Why? Because they agree with him? No, not necessarily. They always say that, like, no, I'm not changing my beliefs and affiliations and parties. The thing I've got is we don't want to be, and this has been said by many people in Congress, Republican congressmen, we're becoming the stupid party. I don't want to be the stupid party. You know, this Trumpism has got to go, and that's the bottom line. you got to wake up. you got to get out there. you got to make sure this is over with. you got to make sure it's out. And honestly, there's going to be problems even after the election's finished because he's got—he's already tried to delegitimize it and start his little terror team out there on the streets doing shit. God knows. But let's get to step one first. Don't let yeah. fear be the thing because that's their weapon. Fuck yeah, fear. I mean, I mean yo, the image of what do they call it, the left? The, the image of the non-Trump side is multicultural. That people shut people, tall people, thin people, black people, Asian people, uh, yellow people, Indian people, green people, people from another planet. Who cares? Why is the images of Trump supporters fat fucks wearing a <laughs> t-shirt that don't even fit? I'm talking men and women. Yep. Hey, QAnon supporters. QAnon supporters. Like, Neo-Nazis. Oh, Neo-Nazis. And the QAnon thing is... You know, there, it, it trails back to Satanism. <laughs> do, do, it does. And Pizza so, game. like, yeah, it's like, do we have to tell these fucking yokels with the red hats, like, hey, guess what? Do you know how many times I've told people that think they're religious, you know, the religious right, that, by the way, what you are speaking is by, right from the book. Pick up the Satanic Bible. You are speaking Satanism. You know, you are a Satanist. Admit it. And yeah, they don't want to hear yeah. it. They don't want to hear it. It's, it's so freaky to me. It's so freaky to me. And it's like... And then I get Satanists, actual Satanists coming and saying, oh, no, we're not that bad. We're not like that. Which, of course, is disingenuous. But, you know, come on. I know. It's disingenuous. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, and and what, what's the other thing they're throwing around now? I, I see this a lot, you know, on, on Facebook, unfortunately. Biden and pedophilia. Well, I'm not a pedophilia. Um, so you guys completely forgot about these pictures of Donald partying with Jeffrey Epstein? Yeah, whatever happened with Jeffrey Epstein and just laying there? <laughs> I mean, yeah. What's up with that? And it was known they have the stories. Everybody's bringing it back and saying, oh, yeah, he'd be the first to break him in. All these, like, 14-year-old girls and shit. You know, we're talking about your president. You know, hello. <laughs> and that kid, Baron, they have. He's so weird. Oh, I, I, yeah, yeah, all the kids are weird, but he's really weird. And it's like, he's like, I, I will 
fuck mommy when she sleeps? You know, just you look at him and he looks creepy. You know? He does. They all do. Look at Eric. Look at Don Jr. Jeez. Uh, if you can look at him past the Coke eyes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and Melanie there with her little, like, I don't give a fuck. What the fuck is Christmas? Why do I have to do this? Like, <laughs> like yeah, okay, this is a good picture for your religious right. Good God. It's a dynamite communist. Uh, <laughs> Melanie is another thing. Well, so, and the last thing is, I, I've come to the conclusion lately that they're probably, that physician will probably lose his job and it will have a big blight on Walter Reed Medical Center. When it's finally found out after Trump is out of office that he was never really sick. I don't think he was sick. Nobody I know, and I've now, the, the group of people I've known personally and in an orbit of mine who've gotten sick, you don't bounce back after three or four days. I don't give well, look at Christy. He's pissed off at Trump right now because yeah. he was in the ICU for nine days. Right. So, you know, he's like, I'm really angry. At, he won't go against Trump necessarily because he was his kiss ass. And he actually prepared him for that wonderful debate where he's acting like a child. You know, and I don't get it because he's not getting anything out of him. He's just like his whipping boy. But anyway, he's still saying, I really disagree with President Trump's message that you shouldn't wear a mask because of what happened to him. I mean, come on. How stupid do you have to be? What I can tell you is they built them up with some kind of crazy experimental cocktail one after the other like no human being should be able to take. So even if he's he's ambulatory right now, if he did go through all that, he's going to drop dead. And I don't mean like 20 years from now, I mean soon. And, you know, right afterwards, if you saw it, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm healthy. And you see him go, (laughs) 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 he had holding his chest up so you couldn't see him breathing badly. Oh, come on, really? Who the fuck are you fooling? Apparently he's fooling 40, whatever it is, percent of the populace. It's it's sad. Okay, so you want to test this? Yes, I do. 